Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Sportsnet 590 The Fan. I'm your host, Liam Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors take care of business on the second half of back-to-back, uh, winning by a score of 123 to 105 against uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Um, the Raptors have beaten Portland in both meetings now. And um, yeah, a good response, definitely after that Golden State game, which was very, very sloppy. Um, obviously, Golden State played really well. Their ball movement was excellent. They had 40 assists as a team. And, you know, the Raptors fought hard. They just kind of, you know, were always sort of just not in control, right? A very, very loose game. Um, And you did wonder, okay, how are they going to come out the next night? Um, It is a busy schedule. They're on the road. Third game in four nights. Second half of a back-to-back. How are they going to do? They came out great. I mean, as good as a first quarter as you've seen from the Raptors. The Raptors won the first quarter. Get this 37-14. to And Portland had to call the first two timeouts. Um, you know, it, it, and everything was working. Uh, I, I think, look, in this matchup, the Raptors do have some very distinct advantages. Um, you know, specifically, Portland plays a lot through their smaller guards who they can't get downhill, and we saw that in the second half. But for the most part, the Raptors have some real size advantages that they're able to attack, they're able to exploit. Um, Portland's also without, uh, you know, a, a pair of key-ish rotation players. You know, Josh Hart was was decent in the first meeting against Toronto. And uh, Yusuf Nurkic is is a big presence down low. Um, I didn't really think that they had good replacements for those guys. Like, Eubanks got exposed on defense repeatedly. And then Nasir Little was just fine, whatever, right? But um, for a team that already doesn't have a lot of depth, Portland, um, you know, they weren't really able to replace that. In fact, in both games, the Raptors have played Portland. The Raptors bench has outplayed Portland's bench. Um, I remember last game, Portland was in Toronto and they had a short rotation that day too. But man, I, Portland got three total points off the bench, so it's 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 pretty dire for them. Um, but at the same time, yeah, the Raptors just started this game out super strong, which is exactly what you wanted to see. I mean, look, listen, realistically, when you saw this on the schedule and you got you know the Warriors in Portland, you know, um, on back to back nights, the Warriors game was always going to be very very hard to win. Um, no matter how much the the Warriors are dysfunctional. Uh, or that they're disappointing this season. The the matter of fact is that they're they're just excellent at home, right? So you're probably not going to take that one, but you needed to take this one because Portland is again a really good matchup. And yeah, I mean, just right away, you just you just saw the Raptors dominating the paint. Um, whether that was Scotty in the post, he would draw a double, or Pascal in the post, he would draw a double. And so often in the first quarter, you saw the Raptors um, being able to make the extra pass. The passing tonight was excellent. I thought. Um, for the Raptors in general, not a lot of ISO ball except for in the third quarter. And yeah, I mean, I, I think why not, right? Uh, you, especially when you have a team that, you know, they're they're starting their backcourt, uh, Dame Lillard and Anthony Simons. You can attack both those guys, and they don't have a rim protector. So, you know, get into the post. And each time that uh, the double was coming over, the guy who was open would always be Precious Achua, who. Uh, was always positioned well near the basket, um, you know, in the dunker spot there. And, well, yeah, when Eubanks came over, uh, it, it was just layup after layup for Precious Achua. By the way, Precious tonight finished with 27 points, a career high, 13 rebounds, two steals, a block. An excellent, excellent game in 33 minutes, plus 27 as well. Um, but, yeah, you know, he, he really got off to a great start just because of the fact that the Raptors had such great advantages in the post. And, of course, look, if they weren't doubling in the post, it was a really easy score. Like, it was like Scotty Barnes posting up Anthony Simons and going to the basket and banking it in. Like, it's it's very easy. Anthony Simons is like, I don't know, 6'4", 200 pounds. 
Scotty Barnes is like just a tank compared to him and has way too much length. So of course you got to bring the help, but it was just so easy. And on the other end, I thought the Raptors did a really good job defending um, all night. Uh, I thought Fred did an admirable job of guarding Dame Lillard the full, you know, the length of the floor. Obviously, you got to put some ball pressure on him and stuff like that. Uh, ran him off the three-point line and when he got downhill the Raptors had pretty good help at the start of the game now of course the way if you watch a lot of Portland games Dame likes to get his teammates involved early just because he knows like okay look late in the game he's going to take over um but early in the game let's see who's got it going and and Dame was trying to make the extra pass and trying to be a good teammate and, and, and trying to show trust in his guys they just weren't really doing anything for him um, you know, and yeah, I mean, it was the, the Blazers had to call the first time out after it was like 14 to one. Then the Blazers had to call the second time after the Raptors went up like 23 to seven. Um, and even after some of those timeouts, the Blazers still wouldn't execute like, you know, stuff, small stuff that doesn't even show up in the box score. When this happened twice where Fred, uh, got up tight on the screen, guarding, uh, guarding the ball against, uh, against Dame, the screen would come. And on in the first quarter, right after that, the, the second time out by Portland, um, they turned the ball over without even making a play just because of the fact that Dame swung his elbows through, caught Fred in the chin, and then Eubanks caught him from behind and knocked him over. And that's clearly an offensive foul. In fact, that should be two offensive fouls, really. Um, and there's another play, I think, in the fourth quarter where Fred had the same thing. Eubanks sort of uh, was moving on the screen and Fred ate it as well. Um, but, yeah, it just everything was going you know, smoothly, even when the Raptors bench came in, you know, uh, they continue to roll. I thought, um, again, same formula, right? Things like Thad Young posting up Gary Payton the third. As good of a defender as Gary Payton is, first off, he's coming off of injury, so he's not really, um, he, it, Gary Payton the second, he's, he's not really uh, fully up to speed yet. But, you know, I, he, as good of a defender as he is, you know, Thad's just way bigger and stronger than him, right? So he's able to get in there. You know, Thad got free for an open dunk. Um, which I mean, like, how are you letting him dunk in year sixteen against you? Like, that's not even his game right now. His game is flip shots and, and passes out of the post, and you're letting him dunk. That's how bad Portland's defense was letting Thad Young dunk, and then Gary Trent with the step back three. So, you know, everything was rolling, everything was smooth. Um, I would say the second quarter, the Blazers got back to like just producing offensively. In fact, I thought the second and third quarter, the Blazers probably shot roughly like seventy percent in that stretch. I know for the third quarter, the Blazers were 15 of 18 in the quarter for 39 points, so that wasn't good. But the offense got going, I think, more so in the second quarter. Um, but again, like the Raptors were still able to to maintain the advantage. First off, they jump out to a, a, a huge lead, obviously, and that makes you a lot com- more comfortable. And, and, and what comfortable looks like is Nick Nurse trusting his bench to a degree that he played this following lineup. Malachi Flynn, Juancho Hernan Gomez, Chris Boucher, Thad Young with Scotty Barnes. You're asking a lot out of Scotty to make that group work. Um, because, you know, Malachi Wancho, Thad in particular are not regular rotation players. And then Chris, obviously, he's your sixth man right now because Precious have to be promoted into the starting five because OG is missing time. Um, but, you know, Chris has had ups and downs as well. And you're asking Scotty to carry essentially four inconsistent bench players. Um, but again, it was still working just because of the fact that Portland wasn't really able to present much of resistance of, of their own. I mean, in fact, the, the guys that they brought off the bench weren't even, you know, up to par with what the Raptors were bringing off the bench. Um, so, you know, they continue to get it going. And, and you have plays where like Thad Young wins a rebound over three Blazers for an and one, you know, like stuff like that. It was just kind of easy. 
But once the Blazers brought their starters back in, that's when they started clicking. Um, they started getting downhill, and that was the main issue. Anthony Simons, Dame Lillard, to a lesser extent, Jeremy Grant, but um, those two guards continuously getting downhill. And listen, the Raptors don't have that great of rim protection right now. Um, they have multiple bodies who can sort of stack uh, in the lane, and if the Raptors make the right rotations and bump the roller or like you know make sure that they you know, have a help defender in position rather than just, you know, straight up letting guys get beat one-on-one. Um, you know, they they can help and they have athleticism and they have length, but ultimately, you know, they don't have a true shot blocker. And and this is where in a game like this, I, I would have liked to see Nick use Christian Coloco more in, in the mix, right? You you compare, for example, like I'm, I'm fine with Chris, I'm fine with Thad. Um, I even I'm even Malachi I suppose it's okay because you I guess you do need a second ball handler and you're just trying to buy some rest for Fred and some rest for Gary. But like could Christian not have played the twelve minutes I want played and give you some like actual shot blocking at the basket? And who knows? He might have committed like three fouls in that stretch because he, he does have that kind of tendency sometimes, Christian, to give up fouls. But you know, I, I did want to see a little bit of rim protection. But yeah, I mean when it's Stad Young, who's your last line of defense, uh, guys are just driving through him and, and, and scoring because, again, he's in year 16. He's not really in position to jump around and, and, and contest shots or block shots. And, in fact, it's not even just, like, his specific positional play because I really don't think there's any too much issues with that. It's more like just the opposing team is looking downhill, and they're like, okay, yeah, I'm like, like if you're Anthony Simons, you're a very athletic 23-year-old, and you're driving downhill off a high screen, and obviously they got to chase over the top because he's a threat to shoot. If you're only seeing Thad Young in the way, you're definitely going to have the confidence to attack, right? So, you know, the Blazers got their offense going. Now, of course, the Blazers couldn't really eat into the Raptors' uh, advantage, at least in the first half, because the Raptors were able to um, continuously make plays, right? And, um, you know, you had uh, Precious with an and one under the basket. After Pascal made an extra pass, um, Pascal could have taken the, the shot, but he made the extra pass to Precious, who got an and one. Then the next play down, Pascal got in the post. Extra pass to Scotty. This time, who gets a floater. So just really good ball movement overall, again, like I mentioned. Um, and, yeah, like, you know, Scotty was getting dunks. Um, Gary getting a run out dunk. Precious getting his own rebound and one. So, you know, the, the Raptors were just able to maintain a 20-point advantage heading into halftime. And that's where it's like, okay, I, I was a little bit worried because it felt like, okay, the Raptors defensively weren't that together in the second quarter, but it didn't matter because they were able to score. Third quarter, that's when it really got to be problematic. Um, that's when the Raptors had to call more of the timeouts in the third quarter just to regain control. And yeah, you had, you had plays where the Blazers were able to cut it down to single digits and that's where you get a little bit nervous, right? You, you do get nervous because listen, it's not like this is a great Blazers team at all as we've seen. Um, but they still have Dame Lillard on, on the other side and, and Dame is, you know, even with no good teammates around him, which is kind of what it felt like tonight. Um, Dame, Dame is still liable to really, really single-handedly make, give you tons of problems. In fact, I think one of his two threes on the night uh, was a catch and shoot three in transition from 35 feet, right? So he's got like that kind of threat. And of course, if you look at the last couple of games, Dame has played uh, 37 against San Antonio and then 60 against Utah, 60 points against Utah. Um, you do get, you know, worried, especially in his building. Um, but, you know, I thought the Raptors responded decently because they, they did see their lead diminish and largely because of the fact that they didn't play, you know, credible defense during that stretch. And of course that's where the Raptors inconsistency has to be better because um, 
where they do get burned sometimes is the Raptors obviously go through their scoring droughts and, and, and whatever 35 points in the third quarter is not necessarily a bad total, but relative to how easy it was to score the rest of the game, you know, it was sort of like, it did kind of stand out. Right. And, and, and when the Raptors missed a couple of shots and, and they did play a lot more ISO in that stretch um, and the offense kind of broke down, they weren't getting into the post and touching the paint as much. The big, the big passing wasn't just like a easy two points, every single tri- trip down. Um, you know, it did create opportunities for Portland to come back, and and again, like they have they have crafty offensive players, uh, not just Dame, but Simons is good, and and Grant I thought had a really strong third quarter as well. All three of those guys getting downhill, getting past their first man, and the Raptors' rotations just weren't there on time, or just not there at all. And you know that's something that they you know need to bank on because the offensive droughts are just going to be a natural part of the Raptors. Just uh, you know. This is just what it is. Based on the roster, they don't have that kind of takeover offensive talent to give them a bucket anytime they want. So you're going to need your defense to hold it down when you're going cold. And they clearly didn't do that. Blazers shot 15 of 18 um, in the third quarter. But where I think it was important um, in, in the in the fourth quarter uh, was uh, after the Blazers won an 8-0 run and the Raptors called timeout and the lead was back to single digits and the advantage was all in Portland's favor. Fred Van Lee took a pull-up three and nailed it and gave the Raptors an 11 point edge. And at the time it felt just like a, a sigh of relief. It's like, okay, there's been a lid on the rim. Pascal's gone ISO a couple of times. It hasn't really worked out. Um, you know, Scotty wasn't in the game at that point. Then where was the offensive generation coming from? And Gary was sort of missing a couple of shots here or there. It's like, you just need something, right? Something to sort of stop that run. And, and Fred hits that three. Uh, and, and that's right before the Raptors um, go into uh, the fourth quarter. Um, but still, it, it still felt like it could be in anyone's game. And the, the way the Raptors started the fourth quarter made me a little bit nervous because they had Malachi Flynn on the floor. And, you know, it's not that I don't trust Malachi to be on the floor at all, but you do wonder, okay, it's like Portland's obviously going to attack through their guards. Um, you know, so you're going to have Malachi at the point of attack. And if you don't have credible rim protection behind you, and, and mind you, at this point for two quarters, Blazers have been driving to the rim you know, you know, unfettered, basically, like you definitely need better on ball defense. And can Malachi step up to that challenge? More importantly, can Malachi also deliver some shots for you? Right. And, you know, that's where, you know, you, you were also concerned about, um, you know, if the offense would dry up a little bit, because again, you have certain guys who are, who are chilling on the bench at that point, trying to get their rest. And yeah, I mean, Malachi right away gets an opportunity for a wide open three, the ball swings out to him. He takes it and he, and he, and he hits back iron with it. And this is where, you know, you know the confidence is low on a guy when, like, even Matt Devlin, who is obviously very judicious and, and very fair with his commentary, uh, if, if anything, like, friendly with the commentary, even Matt Devlin was like, you know, Malachi's just got to make the extra pass. And it's like, it, it it's a wide open three, and he's still asking for the extra pass. That really tells you sort of, like, what the confidence is in Malachi at that moment. Um, and then you had plays where guys guys were overthinking. I thought Precious had a really, really good game overall. His decision-making was excellent uh, throughout. But you had plays where, you know, Precious had an open corner three, but he, he just decided not to take the three, and he threw the pass back out, and he threw the pass out of bounds. And it was one of those moments where guys were looking at each other, and, and Portland was making a run, and, you know, um, the, you know, uh, the Raptors don't make the help rotations at the rim and all this other stuff. And yeah, it, it was real nervy. It was a real, real nervy moment. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you did have a couple of key moments in the fourth quarter that ultimately stopped Portland's run. First off, you had a play and this is probably Malachi's best play where um, he was guarding Jeremy Grant on a switch 
And Grant obviously took him, you know, into the post, into that mid-range area. And, you know, Grant had this back to the basket. I don't think he's a player that's accustomed to playing as more of a featured guy um, because of the fact that it just didn't seem like he handled the, the double team well. He had this back to the basket, but he wasn't aware of where the help was coming from. And Chris Boucher came over from the blind side. Now, I think Malachi did a great job of swiping at the ball and getting it loose in the first place. But, um, you know, both Malachi and Chris dive on the loose ball along with Grant, uh, and they they win the uh, the jump ball. I think actually Precious jumped in there. And on the jump ball, um, Grant ends up winning it and, and taps it back out um, towards his guards, but he tapped it a little bit too hard. And Chris Boucher was a very, very smart play in that moment, ran ahead, uh, and took it all the way for a coast-to-coast layup, uh, despite, you know, um, just a couple of guys hanging around him. Like, it's not easy for him to take those three dribbles and go down the court with a couple of hanger-ons, right? But he was able to make that play. Uh, and then the next play down, Fred was able to come back into the game. Uh, him and Dame both checked in at the 10-minute mark. Uh, Dame went to the table first, and then once I think Nick saw that Chauncey Bills was putting Dame back into the game, Nick was like, okay, I'm going to put my point guard back into the game as well. Clearly, they were mirroring each other's minutes. Uh, especially for the Raptors side, they, defensively you needed Fred out there against them, and so once Fred came back into the game, he made the uh, hard drive in the middle of the floor, got past his uh, man, got to the rim, drew the help defender, and threw the lob to to Chris Boucher for the dunk, and and that was a big big play, except for the fact that the next trip down, the Raptors screw up in their defensive coverages. Uh, Fred's guarding Dame on the ball. Fred gets screened, which is whatever it happens, right? But you need whoever is involved in the screen coming up against Dame Lillard. They have to be up on the screen because he's going to pull for three. And that's where, um, you know, Precious Achua, who was guarding the, the screen at that time, was dropped back. In fact, I think he was like two, three steps away from the three-point line. And Dame was able to step into that three. And, of course, that's the biggest fear, right? You're in there, You're in Portland. Um, you know, you're, you're you're trying to hold on to a lead. Uh, they're rolling, and 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 Dame hits a three. Like nothing really sets that uh, that building on fire like like those Dame shots because obviously he has such a long reputation of those. But when it came time to Dame time, it actually wasn't Dame who took over. It was actually Fred who took over with the Dame time. He made four straight plays, I guess five straight plays, where he got a great shot for the Raptors. First off was the lob to Chris Boucher. Then the next trip down, Fred drives through the lane. Um, gets through multiple defenders and uses his left hand to flip up a shot at the basket to finish at the rim. Really, really tough shot. Beat like three guys to get to that play and was able to score. And then the Raptors get a stop. Fred comes back down. Um, he uh, he gets into the pick and roll, gets to the middle of the floor. The Blazers are kind of in a semi zone, but ultimately they have one guy who is sort of guarding two Raptors forwards at both at the edge of the paint. And Fred fakes one way with the ball fake. Uh, and then slips the reverse pass to to Pascal instead, who cuts in for a layup. So that was a great play. And then the next trip down, Fred is really clearly feeling himself at this point, drives, goes one-on-three uh, in transition through Portland's defense again, goes to the rim, misses the layup, but somehow he gets his own offensive rebound in the crowd and then immediately flips it up for a left-handed reverse finish. Um, and that forces... Portland into a timeout. Portland also at that time got called for a technical foul as well. So Fred was able to make that upon returning. Um, by the way, Fred, I, th- I think Fred is like 29 for his last 29 in free throws. Like it's really impressive. But um, my point is though, during a, a key stretch where it seemed like Portland was going to come back and, and, and Dame hits that three and the building's on fire, Fred literally sets up four straight layups for his team, all off his drives. And, and two of those went, obviously one of those went to, 
to, to Chris. One of those went to Pascal. The other two tried to finish themselves. But that really put a pin in, in Portland's comeback. And, you know, you know, after that, the first possession out too, um, the, the the Raptors were able to steal the ball off of the uh, the timeout by Portland. Um, you know, and, and then Gary took a charge. Then Gary won a key rebound. Then Fred won the loose ball. By the way, Fred really got up a couple times in this game. Won the loose ball, hit it, hit it ahead to Precious in transition, who uh, was able to score. Um, you know, and, and it was funny too because when Portland called a timeout, I had a, I had a suspicion that, especially the way um, Chauncey Billups likes to coach Portland, he he really likes to do a lot of like trapping on the perimeter, and so. Um, obviously after allowing four straight drives to Fred, he started trapping Fred. And so it was an interesting thing. Fred wasn't even hot in the game overall. Like he was four or 13 from the field. It wasn't like he was on fire. He made four straight plays. Sure. But they were so worried about it that they started trapping him at half court. Like Dame, like as soon as he got over half and he got a screen over two guys would come to him and force him to pass the ball. And I thought this is where Fred also did a great job of making sure that he could get the extra pass out and not just making the extra pass out to the easy outlet, but making an actual play out of it. Right. And so, you know, for example, he had a play where uh, he was trapped and then Fred sort of ball faked um, to, I think, Precious on one option in the middle of the floor. But instead, through the disguise, the pass, it gave it to Pascal instead. Pascal was in the middle of the floor. Went up for the jumper and was fouled from behind. Went to the free throw line, knocked down both. Then Fred was trapped at the top of the floor. Uh, you know, drew two, and then he uh, he reversed it back out to Pascal, who popped behind the three point line for a three. That was huge. Um, and then another play where Fred was what uh, was 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 trapped, or he was about to be trapped. He went behind his back to get around both defenders, then drove it down the lane and found Scotty Barnes, who was cutting along the baseline for a reverse dunk. And and with those kind of plays, it really just stopped Portland in their tracks. I, for a while there, I think in the third quarter, the offense got a little bit too gummy. Um, but in the, in the fourth quarter, it was much more fluid. And, in the and, and, you know, it's comparable to the first quarter, but in the first quarter, it was actually a lot of the Raptors' bigs making extra passes to each other and playmaking out of the post. In the fourth quarter, it was Fred either playmaking off the drive or playmaking off of the double at the top of the floor and it just powered the Raptors' offense all the way through. Um, there was no offensive droughts in the fourth quarter, which is such a relief, right? How many games have we seen this season where the Raptors go ice cold in the fourth, right? You know, like that 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 uh, that Boston game was like that. You know, uh, Minnesota game was like that, right? So, you know, even the Milwaukee game was like that. So, um, you know, there is always that concern with the team. But, uh, yeah, you know, they, they were able to get the job done today. And, look, a lot of guys played really well. You know, I, I think – First off, um, it, it's, it's been really promising to watch Precious Achua of late. It's been very noticeable how he's been stepping up. Uh, he's made three starts now recently because guys have missed time. You know, OG missed a game. Fred missed a game. Stuff like that. So, you know, he's been Precious has been getting that chance to, to, to play with the starters. And, yeah, he, he's, he's looking great in that group. First off, he gives them some rim protection, which is really helpful. Oh, by the way, uh, speaking of rim protection, Fred had a play where Jeremy Grant drove baseline, tried to go to the other side of the rim, and Fred came over from the weak side and swatted this guy. And, like, he literally got up and swatted him. Like, it, it's very rare you see Fred VanVleet jump up and swat a guy at the basket. And it wasn't like whatever. It wasn't like he met him at the rim, you know, like he was Hakeem or something. But, like, he he he, he, he swatted that shot into the third row. He, he he packed it. Like, that was that was impressive. But 
yeah, Precious though, I mean, he, he's been playing great with the starters. I, I think that, um, you know, if you want to look ahead to, into the future, if the Raptors were to make some trades, either it, it, two weeks from now at the deadline or even in the offseason when they make some more moves, Precious is the guy that you want to make those moves for to elevate into the starting group. He is somebody who can really, really break out here. Um, I think for me, watching Precious, the, the impressive thing is that, um, you know, he, he's just fitting in nicely with the group. And I think he's, uh, as compared to last season, converting more of his chances, especially when you look at around the basket. Um, I, I think the numbers as compared to last year was already that Precious was higher by 10 percentage points around the rim. You know, it used to be like he was 60% on layups. Now he's 70%. This game, I mean, he was excellent around the basket as well. So I think that number continues to climb for him. Um, and that's a key, key thing because of the fact that the Raptors do face a lot of double teams, especially Pascal, especially Fred, and, and even Scotty faces a fair bit of double teams. And it usually comes over from the center because, you know, um, you know, most of those guys put downward pressure at the hoop. And that's where you just need somebody to consistently finish around the basket. And I'm not even talking about like, okay, he's got to dunk everything because we know that he has some skill to be able to finish. And so what I'm talking about is like you make plays and you convert them, right? You, you catch around the basket with a little up fake, draw the defender to you, and then take the bump and, and, and go finish the layup. You know, uh, you know, finish with your left hand, finish with your right hand. You know, you've seen Precious a couple times attack closeouts and drive from the perimeter and finish at the basket as well. You even saw a play late in this game where where Precious was able to to drive to the rim and finish a layup, and he literally hit the Jordan shrug, uh, which is hilarious, uh, very timely because it was against Portland as well. Um, that's that's before Precious was even born, so this guy probably watched it on YouTube or something. But yeah, seriously, like he was in that kind of mode. And of course, you get the other stuff that you always can rely on from Precious with the rebounding, right? He's a force on both ends, really helped secure the defensive glass. Portland only had three offensive rebounds um, all night. And, you know, um, yeah, obviously some of that is just they prioritize getting back in transition. Some of that's they don't have Nurkic. Some of that is just a small team in general. But you know, the Raptors securing the defensive glass was huge, right? Um, you know, Portland could shoot 52% from the field, but the Raptors still get up 16 more shots than than Portland. And, and the Raptors shot 53% of their own as well. So that's that's a big part of why the Raptors were able to win this game was just a possession battle. But Precious gives you that. He gives you the rim protection. And he's really, you know, he, he's he's able to jump around and, and fly around on defense. There are a couple of mistakes, you know, that happens, but, but that happens with everybody. But Precious in general is a really good defender, and yeah, I mean, I think the other thing too that's that's not a not an understatement with Precious at all. It's just he's just the most athletic player on the team, um, and this is a team with lots of great athletes. But Precious is 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 clear of everyone else, and there are certain plays that he's able to make that other guys aren't. I think the other thing too, in terms of converting chances, is obviously when you're gonna play that much around the basket, you're gonna draw, go to the free throw line, and Precious is quite aggressive, and he will go to the free throw line. He's been excellent on the free throws as well. Um, he, he's up. He's a perfect four for four from the line today, including some late free throws that, you know, it wasn't like, OK, whatever game on the line, you know, like, for example, game three of, of, the, of the playoffs last year when Precious was fouled late. Right. When uh, James Harden fouled out of uh, and right before, at the end of regulation and the Precious made those two free throws. Honestly, the Raptors probably win game three and the series might look entirely different. But um, Precious goes to the line there in the tie game and misses both. Right. And you never fully trusted him on that front. And why would you, right? His his free throw shooting in his first year was 51%. Last year was 59%. This year, it's up to 73%. And, of course, he was 4 or 4 today. So I wouldn't be surprised if that goes up to 75 after tonight's results. You know, like, you, you take that. 75 is pretty good these days. And, of course, you, you do want the 3 as well. And that's the that's the, probably the key that was the big factor behind his success last season towards the end of the season. But I think I will take 
in in these or in in the order of what I want them to master the most: master the rim, master free throws, and then master threes. And of course, you want all three, but he's going to get more rim looks than anything else. He's going to get more free throws than threes. And then if you get the threes in as well, that's when you're really talking about him as a very very reliable starter. But I think he's already there. I, I really really do like what I'm seeing from him this season. Um, I thought Scotty was was really good in his role as well. Um, you know, there's a fair bit of um, just just the physicality and the force that he plays with, kind of similar to Precious. In fact, when you have Scotty and Precious in the starting group at once, you do see them start to bump guys around and win extra chances, and that energy is high. Seven offensive rebounds between the two of them is, is really good. Of course, Scotty is able to run the show as well, and seven assists uh, is, is, is a good number. He's been screening really well as well, so him and Fred... They're not necessarily combined all the time for plays, but they've been playing so well together. I don't think it's a coincidence that Scotty and Fred, since they've sort of played more in, a, in more defined roles in terms of in that pick and roll together, both of them have come back into form. Um, I think that it, it is it's co- it's coinciding right now because of the fact that they are involved in a lot of plays together and they're doing a good job of it. So, you know, like I think you know he's really come around here, almost a triple double. Uh, you know, eighteen points, ten rebounds, seven assists. And then, of course, Gary against his former team, Portland. I mean, listen, I just I don't understand what Portland was doing. Like, they literally had CJ McCollum, Gary Trent Jr., and Anthony Simons. Um, they decided to trade Gary for Norm, which, I mean, I understand, right? They signed Norm to a long-term deal. Then they dumped Norm um, for, I'm not even sure what they got back. I think probably picks, I guess, and and Justice Winslow, who wasn't playing today. Um so they got rid of him. They got rid of CJ McCollum. Then they signed Anthony Simons, who's probably the worst player out of the three in terms of as a fit here. Um, you know, he's actually, I don't know if he's the worst player of the three. He might have the most potential. He, he I mean, he's, 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 a, he's a talented player. I don't want to disparage him. But, I mean, you, you sign him to an expensive deal that's higher than Gary's. And then you see this game where Gary goes up one-on-one against Simons. And it's like, yeah, he definitely outplayed Simons, right? And, of course, they play differently. Gary's more of a catch-and-shoot player. Simons can create off the bounce and get to the basket a couple. But, like, man, Gary's really tough. And every time he plays Portland, I think no, he has a point to prove because he's aggressive every game. But I don't know. When I watch it, I'm like, yeah, who would have I rather had after this game You know, on the Raptors, Gary or Simons? I'd, I'd take Gary, you know? So um, he played well. And, uh, yeah, overall, it's just a good win. You know, the Raptors now get a couple nights off. They get to spend those in Phoenix and uh, absorb the sunshine and, you know, get a couple days of rest here before they play again, I believe, on Wednesday uh, or maybe, maybe Tuesday. So, you know, you, you do have a bit of time here to continue to regroup. And, um, yeah, good results. So, uh, to wrap up the show, your three stars. Uh, first, I'll give it to Precious. I really liked it. A career high, 27 points, 13 rebounds, two assists, a block. Uh, 11 to 16 shooting, hit the three, hit 4-4 four, four from the free throw line. Second star is going to Fred. Even though his overall box score is only 4-13 and 2 of 8 from three, uh, just completely turned this game over, over um, at the end of the third quarter with a pull-up three, and then the fourth quarter performance was outerly dominant. Uh, 11.6 rebounds, nine assists, four steals, a block. It's a very Kyle Lowry-esque um, stat line. And honestly, the impact on the game was a bit of like, you know, don't poke the bear. It really was a little bit like that. So that's a, that's a high compliment to anybody who ever puts on the Raptors uniform to be compared to Kyle. And then your third star, you can give it to Pascal, you can give it to Scotty. I'll give it to Scotty. I think he was more overall involved. 18 points, 10 rebounds, seven assists. In 38 minutes, um, Pascal was great too. 24 points on 50% shooting, but uh, yeah, I'll give it to Scotty. I think Scotty was 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 quite nice today and, and had some really good defensive plays. I saw it Pascal. Honestly, it's hard to pick. The Raptors have a lot of good players. Um, in terms of your Gerald Henderson Award winner, uh, I, I suppose Jeremy Grant, but 
Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't that impressed. Like, especially when the Raptors really locked in defensively. Like, there's a play where Grant wanted to go one on one against Pascal in the fourth quarter, and Pascal was really locked in and just like swatted his shot. And it was like, okay, you know, it's still just Jeremy Grant at the end of the day. But yeah, I mean, he did have 26 points, so so good for him. But uh, you know, overall, nice win for the Raptors. Saw a lot of Raptors fans in attendance, which was always great to see. Um, uh, shout out to I guess all the you know Torontonians in, in Portland. And um, yeah, the Raptors continue their road trip. They're they're now two and one, and uh, we'll, we'll see if they win enough games here to persuade the front office to keep the team together. But uh, for now, signing off. Thanks everyone for listening. Great review, subscribe, and I'll be back on the Raptors show on Monday.